For many years now, the principle of the wine moves my heart and I'm looking forward to you guys to discover those kinds of principles. John 15, the Bible. I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that whatever you might ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. What an amazing Bible text. This is the whole text of um, the parable of the vine that we are in during the last already four weeks. This is, this is the fifth week of the vine and this was the whole text there's so much into it and we were looking in different seasons actually I want to give you a little recap maybe this is your first time here or you have missed one of the messages they are all worth um, listening to watching we have it on podcast online um, Leo our senior pastor was full on fire and talking about four seasons like our four seasons and there's four seasons in the vineyard and the vine has to go through four seasons and the first season was spring time to begin um, so we were seeing in this message that um, at the beginning everything is um, blossoming and there's nice flowers, but there's a turning point where the flowers and the blossom um, disappear and these shrinkly, uh, tiny, green fruits will appear. Not very spectacular and um, not looking so nice yet. And we were saying, hey, like, if you have a big dream, at the beginning everything is so exciting, but then maybe there's something that um, you feel, it, it becomes more reality, and then it, it feels somehow that you're always almost looking, uh, going backwards. 
And uh, you do think, now where's the harvest? Where's the fruit? The flowering is gone. Summer, time to mature. And summer was the season where the fruits are already coming a little bit, but the, the vine dresser is cutting stuff out so that the stuff that can bear fruit has more, more uh, juice and more, um, more energy in it. And summer is long and hot and um, unspectacular and boring in terms of the vineyard. But uh, we were seeing in the message, it's the good is the enemy of the best. And maybe God wants to cut out some stuff in our lives so that in order we can actually focus on the stuff that we are born for and bear much fruit. And that also sometimes feels hard. And then there was fall, time for harvest. Fall, two weeks ago, Leo was on fire to talk about fall because fall in the picture of the vine is the exciting times where we love it and we are taking the harvest and having fun and it's great and there's all these grapes coming in and it's amazing. But after the harvest, still in fall when the harvest takes place, um, all of a sudden the whole, vi the whole vineyard looks messy, kind of like a bad hair day in the morning. <laughs> everything is out of space and everything is going wild and we were seeing as Jesus was performing miracles, he withdraw because he was focusing on remaining in the Father instead of remaining in the fruit and focusing on the fruit. And we were seeing, hey, it's so important that we don't live out of the fruit, but we actually still remain in the Father. So Jesus withdraws and he takes time by himself in the morning to pray after he performed a miracle. And then there was winter, that was last week, and we stopped there, time to reorient. Winter is the time where um, everything is calm and still at the beginning. And then later on, in late winter, the vine dresser comes again and he cuts down everything. And we were seeing that here. He cuts down everything down to three branches again. And the branches are looking empty. No blossom. No um, grapes there yet. A few leaves, but nothing spectacular. And we were seeing... We as a church are kind of like in, in winter time. We were reducing everything to the max. We were reducing our whole church while we were being, uh, getting out of the Güterbahnhof a couple of years ago into the Mark Hall. We had to readjust and we had, had to focus back on small group, uh, back on ministry and on celebration. And tonight um, I want to talk about the first branch that is still there that we were cutting down to. Um, to refocus again, and it's the branch of community. The next two weeks, Leo is going to talk about the different, the, the two other ones, celebration and ministry. Tonight, we're going to talk about what is winter or getting ready for spring again for us as a church, but also in your life means in terms of having community and fellowship. I was reading just uh, this Monday in the, in the Swiss newspaper, the 20 minutes, the 20 Minuten, uh, the need to regenerate um, has gotten higher. And then in the, in the um, subtitle there, it says, hey, there's not much space for friends anymore, not much room for friends anymore. If Swiss people are having a day off, they are more focusing around themselves instead of having friendships. And then you can read along what, what's, what they do, like going to a wellness, having a nice face treatment, or doing something for yourself, um, wellness, that re-energizes you because life is so stressful. And I have these feelings and these thoughts as well for me, but research has found out, even though maybe if you're doing this all of the time by yourself, 
doing wellness that should do your body actually good, it's actually not good for your body. It is actually better to eat chocolate with good friends than eat broccoli alone. You don't believe me? Well, there's a research, one of the biggest uh, and most thorough research projects on relationships called the Alameda County study where uh, Harvard social scientists were researching and observing for many years 7,000 people on their relational behavior. And they found out that, um, that the most isolated people have a three times higher chance to die early in their earlier lives than the other ones that are in healthy relationships. Even if the ones in groups are eaten unhealthy and the other ones healthy, you still have a higher chance to live if you eat unhealthy but you have some good friendships than being a healthy eater and being on your own. You might laugh and think, what is he talking about? Um, and maybe you don't even believe the study, but Robert Putnam, a Harvard researcher, says, even if you belong to the no groups but then decide to join a group, you cut your risk of dying over the next year and a half. Very interesting, right? So I need to really make my point. It is better to eat chocolate together than broccoli on your own. I need four volunteers right now on stage who want to volunteer. Mariana, awesome. Tom, Pippa, and Robert, awesome. Please give them a big hand. Quickly come on stage. Good stuff. Awesome. It's a very interesting study, and it's actually true. Robert, I need you to be here, because I think you need some chocolate tonight. And you can just come. Don't be shy. Just come on here. Yeah, awesome. Pippa, you can join. Robert, and you can maybe already unwrap. This one I need later for me. <laughs> and here's the chocolate eaters I need here. Mariana, you, and you, Tom, you have to be here eating broccoli. So you have a knife and fork. And now, you can start eating now. Just start eating. And you as well, just start eating. So now I want you to look at these faces. Look at this, look at this pity party face. Uh, all by himself with this huge broccoli that actually stinks as well, <laughs> if it's raw. People were making jokes. Our worship team says, you need, to, uh, you need to have a bag if someone in case needs to throw up because this broccoli, this raw broccoli stinks. But look at these Look at these happy faces, these happy chocolate faces, <laughs> laughing, eating chocolate, enjoying, having the times of their life. I mean, have you ever eaten yourself into a broccoli high? <laughs> Never, right? Okay, I think I made my point. Thank you so much. You can go down, enjoy the chocolate, and um, enjoy the broccoli if you want. <laughs> Thank you so much. It is actually true. And, okay, well, <laughs> some more chocolate here. Sean, huh? here, chocolate for you. Chocolate, awesome, good, enjoy. <laughs> so interesting. And what's my point, you know? Uh, my point is, you're not born to be alone. Don't be a solo Christian, like this Rambo guy, huh? on a mission to do it on himself. And uh, I found, actually, some people, uh, actually, Try to live out their faith that way, but it doesn't really work. Don't be a solo Christian. I mean, with billions, billions of people in the world, right? Somebody should have already invented, if this is true here, should have invented a system where no one actually should be alone, right? 
Well, that somebody exists and his name is God. And that system exists as well. It's called the church and small groups. It is better to eat chocolate in small groups than broccoli on your own. For the health freaks, it is even better <laughs> to eat a cooked broccoli with other people, right? Than chocolate, chocolate on your own. <laughs> anyway, Dallas Willard puts it like this, um, um, an American philosopher. He says, God's aim in human history is the creation of an inclusive, we are all in this together, community of loving persons with himself included as its primary sustainer and most glorious inhabitant. How beautiful is that? I mean, the Trinity, the concept of the Trinity, God in three persons is already community fellowship right there. There's a book called The Shack from uh, William Paul Young. And maybe some of you don't under agree with some theological stuff, God being um, a black mama instead of, I don't know, a white guy or whatever, you know. And we don't know that, you know. Uh, but this book is worth reading if you want to understand how God in 3D, in three dimension, is dealing with, with himself, how he is in community. And God actually wants the same for you. As you we were reading in the Bible verse, John 15 verse 5 says, I am the vine. And now see, I underlined some stuff to make it sure. You are the branches, plural. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So the writer is writing in plural. He's not writing in singular mode. You are the I am the vine and you are the branch, period. No, you are the branches. So Jesus is talking already to a fellowship of people. You're not made to be alone. Imagine the picture of one vine just standing by itself, as you can see. I mean, there is some fruit. Everybody here, every single one, God called you to bear fruit. But if you want to harvest just one vine or one branch or even just one, one grape, then just a couple of grapes, then maybe you will bear some fruit. Maybe your life or my life would look like this and yours as well. We are, we are called to bear fruit, but in God's eyes, we're just one zip. That's it. I'm glad that was grape juice and not vines. I'm the vine, you're the... No. <laughs> a couple of grapes, one zip. God's vision for us as human beings is to bring in a whole harvest. This is God's vision for us. So we are not called to be just one zip and we are not called to circling around ourselves, but actually to bring in a huge harvest as a whole community, as a whole church, that this is actually a whole, a whole bunch of nice grape juice or wine, right? I mean, no wine is famous because one branch was famous, like branch in the whole vineyard, branch number 127,489 is a very famous branch. And because of this branch, ladies and gentlemen, this is an amazing wine. Doesn't make sense. We are all called to bear fruit all together and... Um, to be a sweet flavor to the whole nations, to Zurich. We as international community, together, 
are called to bring much fruit together. We are not called for being single mode. So what does it mean? Very concrete. Maybe you are in one of the seasons as an individual. You feel like this. Maybe you are in winter, winter season or in spring season. And maybe in your prayer life, maybe you've prayed for someone to get healed and it didn't happen. Well then, remain in him. Continue to do that. But while you're doing that, celebrate the fruit that we are actually experiencing in our community. I mean, I want to read you two testimonies just from last week. Just last Sunday, um, I got uh, two WhatsApps. One is saying, hey, awesome people, a short praise report. An English lady shared she got a job a week after we prayed for her at the Next Step stand after the course. It was her first time at ICF together with her Swiss husband. Jesus is amazing. He opens the door and surprises us. She got a job one week after we prayed. Just one fruit. One thing that happened. And you know, this is your fruit as well. Another one. Um, a couple joined the church recently as she had been diagnosed with cancer and they felt the need for support. They told me today that she had got a miracle after she received prayer in a celebration. Prayer cards. Awesome job, Henrike. Prayer cards where we collectively were praying. And uh, she got healed. Halfway through the chemo, um, she got the news that all her cancer is gone. She's healed. They were praising Jesus for that. So awesome. This, ladies and gentlemen, is your fruit. Because we were praying all together. What does it mean? I mean, if we are celebrating last week, or I think two weeks ago, Leo was celebrating the Esther book, right? That Leo writes in Esther book is not only his fruit, it's our fruit all together. And we, who wants to read it? Learn German. I don't know. You were already on stage, Robert. I give it to you. Bam. Okay. This is your fruit as well, because this is your church, right? If we come up with, this, with a new worship city, who wants that? This is your fruit as well. Because you are part of this community. You are worshiping passionately every Sunday so that we can actually, out of the strength of our local church, can record worship albums and celebrate our fruit, right? Don't be a solo Christian. The fruit of my church are also my fruits. The fruit of your church are your fruits. I mean, uh, that also means I am just one branch in the whole vine, in the whole vineyard, right? As I was just saying, um, not being a solo Christian means I'm part of something bigger. And, you know, I have ideas as well. You know, being the pastor here of the international, being full of vision, leader, leading of the college, I have ideas that I could do with my life besides being in church. Of course, everybody has ideas, you know. So I have ideas and uh, I could start to raise some money for these ministries, but instead of that, and I don't want to brag about that, to say that in front of you right now, because my point is something else. Me and my wife, we decided to empty our bank account to the last penny and give it into the Coming Home Project, not to be proud and announcing it here in front of you guys, but because we believe in the vineyard. We believe that this church can make a difference. I believe that when we are coming home into the Samsung Hall, this will be my fruit as well and yours as well. I believe that we can change the course of history here in Zurich, in Europe, and in whole Switzerland, and in the whole nations. I believe that. So for that reason, I say I am one branch, but there's something bigger going on, and I want to be a part of it, right? 
So I want to really shout out and, and, and give a call for commitment tonight and say, hey, let's, let's get ready for spring. Let's get ready for spring all together because um, we are coming home. I mean, basically, um, we were announcing last week um, 16 weeks, so tonight it is only 15 more weeks, ladies and gentlemen, then, and then we are coming home. And I want to ring the bell one more time and greet some amazing people out of our community and ask them what that means for us as a community. So let's give them a big hand and we are coming home in 15 weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Come on on stage. Oh, wow. There's broccoli left over. <laughs> I put it in here. Hey, Paige. Good to see you. Sandrine, good to see you. Jonathan, have a seat. Enrique. Grisha, wow. Amazing. So, I want to talk in my second point, let's get ready for spring. What does it mean for us, you know? And, and one thing, obviously, we were cutting down in, in, all this, in, in, in all these areas, but still there was stuff going on. And I want to ask you, um, Jonathan and Sandrine, what's your story with uh, us as a church? And um, what, are you, what are you going for in terms of small groups? Yeah. Uh, so we joined ICF in February this year. And from week one, we were welcome um, in an amazing way. I mean, the welcome team did a great job. Uh, but we knew that uh, if we really wanted to feel, uh, to feel like home, we needed to get involved. So by week two, we decided to volunteer. So Sandrine volunteered in the welcome team. You see the red shirt. And uh, I volunteered in the lounge and now in the next step. And uh, it's really great because that's where you get to meet people and to know them. And then uh, we also uh, decided to join a small group. And uh, uh, we joined the welcome group for the newcomers, and uh, that, that was great. We got uh, to have like, deeper relationships and conversation with people. So that was amazing. So seven months we've been here, and we feel so blessed because it's been so amazing to integrate into the church so quickly. Uh, today we already know so many people. And um, now we also have this privilege as a... Uh, welcome group leaders uh, to welcome you newcomers. Uh, we really want to invest in you as the church has invested in us and make sure that you can also be equipped and, and develop your potential, your leadership skills. And that's what we're going for it right now. Thank you so much. That's so cool. Uh, we just um, produced that, um, that wall, that pin board, uh, where you can see afterwards in the lounge where we have small groups. These are all small groups from our international community, ready for you if you want to find a small group, um, welcoming you and being part of a small group. Mixed small groups, men's small groups, ladies' small groups, different kinds of small groups. And I think it's so cool. Um, we were saying uh, we were reducing to the max also in terms of courses, but what we were doing is, while we are here in this building not having many rooms for courses, we came up with a course called Coming Home um, that is actually... Uh, after directly after every celebration and Paige, uh, what are we experiencing there? We're experiencing a lot of good things and I have a testimony here from a woman who took the course and she wrote us a quick letter about her experience. She says, my name is Clara. I'm from Ghana, but I've lived in Zurich since 2013. I came with a friend once to ICF and that week we went to the Welcome APRO. There I met a lady who spoke with me, but after that week I forgot about the church and had no further interest. Three months later, I tuned into CNBC station and I felt like being told to go to church. 
Everywhere I went, it felt that God was speaking to me to go to church, but I felt it was nice to stay at home and relax, watch TV until the voice to go to church got too loud. When I was deciding where to go, the only one I could think of was ICF, so I went here. After the celebration, I asked God, what's next? I heard about the coming home course where I met the kind teacher. His story was interesting and it encouraged me more that God is alive and good. Afterwards, I met a strong and lovely woman who invited me to her small group. And it was really interesting. Now I'm always looking forward to come to church. ICF is my home, I love it. What can I say, I'm blessed. God is real and he speaks to us in many ways. He loves us unconditionally and we should learn to listen and obey him. So cool. Hey, thank you so much, Paige. Uh, you are organizing and teaching tonight the Coming Home course, and it's so cool to see how, how fast we can welcome new people. Maybe you're new here as well. I mean, we, we started this, uh, doing this now with, with the venue. Sometimes we have to be outside, then there, then there. You know, you know how it is if you came for a couple of last uh, months. Always have somewhere else, you know, a different solution. But we had the Samsung Hall in mind knowing that God is going to bring us a whole bunch of people and knowing that we need to do a better job in quickly integrating and welcoming new people, explaining what our faith is all about and explaining what our church is all about, which is all about the Coming Home course. And if you want to join that, you can, you can do that right after. It's just a 20, 25-minute short teaching and uh, we're going to help you in the next step in your faith and also if you want to become a part of our church um, there's other stuff that uh, we can finally do, and I'm so excited, you know. We just started uh, uh, our evening college in German with 55 students um, last Wednesday. And maybe you remember the good old days when we had a Sunday college, when we had, could do courses. When we are coming home into the Samsung Hall, finally we will have room, uh, many room, plenty of room where we can do new courses again and I'm so looking forward for that and you can already think if you like to teach if you like to do stuff stuff like that uh, come to me come to the next step to the welcome point uh, later and and get connected because uh, we are doing this together hey, last but not least uh, we were also cutting down in all the community offers um, like a couple of years ago while we were still in the Güterbahnhof we had the good old days about Asian lounge and African lounge and all of that stuff. Enrique, you were there. Yeah, yeah, I was there four years ago. It was very, very interesting because I do believe that that's where you, you make friends. That's where you develop a uh, relationship. It's through the fellowship right after the service. And it was amazing. We had, for example, uh, Asian lounge. We had like uh, performances of, of Japanese dance and Asian food. Uh, for the Latin lounge, we had a teacher coming and even teaching some salsa steps while people are dancing and drinking and enjoying and having a very, very good time. And I, I, I quite remember even like when the worship band, they were playing the two last songs, you could even smell the food. So it was like chicken with curry, okay, Indian lounge tonight. So it was amazing to have that kind of feeling that uh, you would feel home, like if it would be like your, 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 your uh, yeah, dining table with friends. Yeah, it was amazing. And when I think about the past, uh, with all those great things that, for for a couple of reasons, we had to take off as a, a fruitful branch, I just cannot imagine the full potential that we will have in the coming home. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, the good old days of that in the Güterbahnhof are over, yeah. but the even brighter days even brighter. in the yeah. Samsung Hall with having a huge kitchen and all of that stuff are coming. And uh, I want to invite you, let's be a part of that. Let's, together as a community, get ready to be part of that. Hey, thank you so much. Let's give them a big hand, but let's also give you a big hand because we were remaining in Jesus, right? Because that's what it's all about. I mean, we were cutting some stuff down um, because we had to. And that was part of the situation. But at the same time, we are getting ready. And um, I want to pray with you at the end. Um, and I want to challenge you and encourage you to become an active part of this community. You are not born to be a solo Christian. You are born for something bigger. You are born um, to be a part of a community that creates something so beautiful that people want to be part of it, that people want to get to know this Jesus, that people would love to be part of that as well and enjoy and smell and taste the goodness of God, taste those fruits. We are in this together. And um, uh, a couple of ideas uh, as, as we are getting ready for pray. I have one more slide and, and this is just ideas that could help you um, to take a next step. We were already set, talking about the coming home course. Maybe you're new here and just join it and, and, and check our church out and, or maybe you're just trying to figure out this, this Jesus thing and come to the coming home course. We want to help you to discover your faith. Um, if you want to become a part of one of our ministries serving next week 345 right there in the lounge we are meeting every week for volunteer prayer and there's like 10 15 sometimes 20 people getting ready for the celebration you can join us and we find a great team for you that we are together a force a driving force for the love of Jesus or just join a small group the pinboard is right there there's people who would love to help you but why don't we all um, Get up right now, stand up, and, um, and let's pray and think what your step could be. I thank you so much, Jesus, that you are the vine, and, uh, and we are branches. We are in this together. We are not made to be alone, but we are made for community. First and foremost, to remain in you, Jesus, and I want to pray for everybody who is struggling with, um, in some circumstances or even with faith in general. I want to bless you in the name of Jesus with the love and the peace and the restoration of a father who loves you so much that he might be cutting down some stuff in your life, but it's for the reason that you actually bear more fruit. I want to pray for every person that doesn't know Jesus yet. Just try it. It's so worth it. He loves you so much loves you so much that he even died for you 2,000 years ago, rose again, and he's there, open arms for you. Just give your life to Jesus. It's just, it's a hard decision. Just say, Jesus, come into my heart. And I want to pray for also for all the people, maybe that have been hurt in the past from our church here, from another church, as I have been a thousand times, but I decided to forgive and let go. And maybe tonight for you it's time to forgive and let go and try again. Jesus, I would love for each and one of us to understand and grasp 
the picture of the vine and the vineyard and the fact that we are in this together. You have called us to be disciples and branches. Just encourage each one of us and, and, and show us, Holy Spirit, what our next step can be.